Well, hello, everybody. I'm Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And before we get started, I do want to let you know that I have now usually remembering to enable closed captions if you need them. So you can click on that to enable them if you're watching the video on YouTube. Um, I also have my lovely assistant, Megan, um, creating a, trans a downloadable transcript now. Um, from the text of the closed captions. So uh, we're kind of upgrading the podcast here with transcripts and subtitles and all kinds of things. So yay. So anyway, as I said, I'm Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology, the author of three books, um, a consulting astrologer, a teacher. I also have a membership. My three books are, my first one was Modern Astrology, my second best-selling one, The Complete Guide to Astrology, and my latest one, The Complete Guide to Tarot and Astrology. So um, I'm actually going to be using this one because I pulled three cards for the next full moon, the Pisces full moon that is going to take place on September the 8th, so, sorry, September the 10th, 2022 at 3.59 a.m. Mountain, so that would be 2.59 a.m. Pacific, 5.59 a.m. Um, Eastern, 10.59 a.m. Universal Time, London Time, so you can work out your own times. Uh, but before we dive into that chart and things, let's look at the cards and ask you to subscribe to my channel, give um, give it a thumbs up and maybe even check the little bell so that you get notified when I upload new videos. So this Pisces full moon on September the 10th is going to take place at 17 degrees 14 minutes of Pisces where the moon will be and 17 degrees um, 41 minutes of Virgo where the sun will be because the full moon is always an opposition but we have some other stuff going on around it as always but let's look at the cards first of all that I pulled so I first pulled I pulled all reverse cards we've got reversed cards again and it's not kind of surprising to me we had a lot of reverse cards because of the fixed grand cross energy but we've also got Mercury stationing retrograde right before the full moon. So we've got um, the planet of communication stationing retrograde for its last full retrograde of this year. Uh, but this is the seven of swords. Okay, so let me read you what I've put in my book so you can get an example of it. So when the seven of swords is reversed, this is really about truths being revealed, about coming clean and perhaps having paying some consequences of some kind. OK, so this is really kind of, um, you know, when it's that way up, this is indicating deceit, um, sneakiness, stealth, sabotage when it's reversed. It means things are, chickens are coming home to roost. Things are being revealed. And that very much ties in with the astrology. We'll look at that. The next two cards I pulled for this um, full moon, I pulled 
the chariot also reversed and when this card is reversed this really means a bit of a warning about being um, lack of control uh, lack of preparedness kind of rushing lack of discipline there's a lot of confusion around this full moon even though it's quite magical but um but you know there's a real need to kind of pull in your resources and kind of maintain a little bit of control in this and then we also have the um, lovers uh, card reversed. And that really is um, kind of feeling a little bit disconnected, feeling a little bit unsure, polarization and lack of community. And, and this makes sense when we look at the astrology. So even though it's magical, there is a little bit of a caution about uh, kind of rush, trying to push through things, not be prepared, not being trusting and not allowing things to come through. So let's have a look at the chart for this full moon. Okay, so the full moon, as I said, is at 1741 uh, Pisces up there on the right where I'm pointing at. And um, it's actually conjunct Neptune by um, by seven degrees or just under seven degrees but Neptune is such a vast um, energy and Neptune is the ruler of uh, Pisces the modern ruler of Pisces so this is a conjunction uh, the the form the moon is also conjunct Nessus which is really about the book stops here so what's being revealed is is kind of like I've had enough we're not going to do this anymore and then um, it's also conjunct Juno, which is the planet of partnership or the Heros Gamos. And in Pisces, this is really about our interconnectedness with all that is. OK, so we've got this huge stellium in Pisces, which initially indicates that this is going to be a very confusing, but also a spiritual uh, full moon. So we'll we'll talk more about that. As I said, uh, full moon is always in opposition. So we have the sun here in Virgo, trying to make sense of everything, trying to kind of rationalize everything. But this full moon um, is also forming a um, mystic rectangle to the nodes and to Uranus. And yes, Uranus yet again, this is a really Uranian year. And um, on this uh, full moon, Uranus and Saturn are approaching each other again. Um, at the end of October, they will get to just about a degree apart from an exact square, kind of echoing uh, last year, 2021's three exact Saturn Uranus squares. Uh, but this this full moon is um, almost exactly sextile to Uranus. OK, so this has kind of got an awakening, shocking kind of energy to it. And it's connecting us to the nodes of fate that are leading us forward. So we'll talk more about that. Now, what, what are all these arrows you're saying? Well, I've pointed to everything. We've got all these energies around 15 degrees of the signs. So uh, starting, really, let's start, um, let's start with Aries because that's the first sign. So we have Chiron, the shaman, the maverick, the wounded healer. 
he's he's kind of uh, this clumsy guy who uh, is a but he's also a medicine man and a teacher and he's really teaching us about our identity and how we can heal moving forward a lot of uh, a lot there's a lot being said that the Chiron in Aries is healing the divine masculine but um, this is nothing to do with men and women this is to do with this balance of the divine masculine and feminine energies in um, in our cosmos. And then we have the North Node, which is all about values, sustainability. This is what we're longing for, what we're longing to bring change for. And then we have Black Moon Lilith in Cancer. And uh, Black Moon Lilith is uh, the wild part of ourselves. So uh, we, we've, She's kind of bringing in this, um, the divine feminine energy and saying, let's heal that. And of course, Chiron and Black Moon Lilith are in square to each other on this. Then we have Asteroid Lilith, the real original female, the, before she was thrown out of the Garden of Eden for refusing to submit to, to Adam. She's also involved in this interplay and she's in trying to Chiron. So these two planets are all talking to each other. And she's also in square to Uranus and the North Node. So we're building up a picture of healing and the and balancing of kind of the this mismatch of energy that we have in our world, in our cosmos, in our society, of valuing kind of the energy of day, the energy of action, the energy of the masculine, but not again not men it's in all, all of us then we have the sun of course that's um, in Virgo I talked about that but then we also have here we have Circe and Circe is the witch and she um, she turned um, Odysseus's men into pigs but she was very much a woman unto herself and she was also a medicine woman she because she was a magical witch really you know of course patriarchy She's been portrayed as being bad. Uh, it's not as if Odysseus's men were not uh, kind of beasts when she turned them into pigs or made them think they were pigs. And she is opposing Chiron. So there's a lot of healing in this full moon. Then lastly, well, we have the South Node, of course. So letting go of, um, of um, kind of reliance on others and um, not building this sustainable um, lifestyle by being overly connected with um, power dynamics and so on. And then lastly, we have back to Nessus again. And you know, the book stops here and our Heroes Gamos as a collective. So most of these, apart from, um, we have a good mix of fire and air with that. And when we have a lot of earth and water. So this is bringing the energies of the divine masculine and the divine feminine into balance with this dance all around the middle degrees of the signs. That is a real kind of pivot point of change. Lastly, um, we have Mercury. Mercury is retrograde by the time of the full moon, but Mercury stations retrograde right before the full moon at this exact point, eight degrees, 55 minutes. So, I'll, I'll, you know, we've got a, another change of direction going on on this full moon. 
and, and it is a mutable full moon as well. So change, a lot of change coming in this. And um, lastly, we have, so six, seven, eight, eighteen. So we have an 18 universal day. We have Uranus 18. We've got 17 degrees. So we've got a lot of ones and eights and Mercury turns retrograde at eight degrees. This is a 17, eight full moon. So I'll mainly look at that number. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. But um, I can promise you that with this change that is coming on this full moon, even though it may be confusing, is actually going to bring some very lasting change. So we'll talk more about that. But let's look at the numbers. So as I said, this is 17 degrees. And so the number 17 is a highly spiritual number and has been expressed by the ancient Chaldeans as the eight pointed star of Venus. You know, I love my Venus. And incidentally, Venus is two days away here of the official heliacal set where Venus as morning star will disappear behind the beams of the sun. And we're heading into this amazing time where we're going to have our first Venus sun conjunction since 1789. More on that later. I will actually be interviewing my mentor, Ariel Gutman, on this podcast. So again, you know, subscribe so you get notified when I upload that. Because that's a really big thing. But um, so it's the, this is the star of love and peace. And, and, um, and it really is about psychic and clairvoyant abilities, spiritual consciousness, um, wisdom, a desire for peace and love for all of humanity. And Pisces is very much about that as well. It's that energy of higher universal love, which can be very confusing, but it's kind of chaos as well. The void from which we are created, the amniotic fluid. But it's, it's also the 17 also makes an eight. One plus seven is eight. So this is self-discipline, strength and compassion in that compassion. So it's not all woolly woolly. It's got this innate strength. If we can tune into our Piscean nature and this nature of higher spiritual con consciousness and have some trust and faith we can actually really bring great balance and great strength and, and great self-discipline into the mix. Okay, so this is a, the 17.8 is associated with star tarot, which relates to bringing the spiritual messages down to earth. And that really resonates with this Pisces full moon. We have a Pisces full moon every year, but this one being at that number brings this extra energy of it into it with the degree. But we have the Pisces energy, this so strong Pisces stellium of planets, stellium of energies opposing the Virgo sun, which really wants to um, have meaning and to be useful and to bring all this sense of interconnectedness and spiritual compassion and spiritual consciousness down to earth in a very practical way. I always think of the Virgo Pisces axis as very much about the being the practical mystic when it's integrated. And this one is being this uh, this full moon, this opposition to uh, from the moon to the sun 
is, as I said, tied into this mystic rectangle, connecting us to the nodes, which is our karmic potential and our karmic, karmic dharmic path and what we're longing to become and what we're longing to change towards. So not only is, um, is the Pisces moon and with the Virgo sun in mutable signs, so suggesting we're going to bring change. We've got Uranus bringing radical change as well. Uranus kind of traveling with that north node, seek, asking us to strive for, to long for um, a life that's more grounded in very solid values that's very sustainable that we've perhaps not been living okay so uh, you know it's, it's a beautiful beautiful for me and the main aspects are this this lovely um earth and water mystic rectangle tying it all in with the nodes saying it's time to sculpt and create and shape our future as to where we want to go but then right down the middle um, and at the midpoint between the moon and Uranus and also um, the sun and the south node we have this opposition between Chiron and Circe both medicine people Circe at her um, essence was actually an herbalist. She created potions. Um, it's my theory that Circe, uh, by the way, you should read Madeline Miller's book on Circe. It's my theory that Circe was actually um, using psychedelics, which were very much in use back then, to make Odysseus's men think they were pigs because their behavior was like pigs. I don't think she actually turned them into pigs. But Circe, if you read the book by Madeline Miller, was also very good at other kinds of witchcraft and, and kind of quite a seer as well. But she was a medicine woman, basically. Um, funny how um, the word witch for female medicine women has become such a bad thing. Whereas medicine men in indigenous, indigenous cultures, etc., were raised up. Well, these two are in opposition. And these two are in opposition in Aries and Libra, bringing the me, me, me into the we, we, we. It's integrating these two. And this opposition between Circe and uh, Chiron is right down the middle of this myst mystic rectangle, kind of bringing it all together. So we can really literally create magic on this um, full moon. And I'll talk about the overall meaning in a, a minute. Okay, so I just want to just talk a little bit about uh, the Liliths. So we have asteroid Lilith and black moon Lilith, both, um, they're actually semi-sextile each other. So they actually can't quite, of, quite see each other, but they're both in aspect to this Chiron um, Circe opposition. Um, so black moon Lilith is square to Chiron, and um, asteroid Lilith is uh, actually Black Moon Lilith is actually forming a T square to the Chiron Circe opposition, and asteroid Lilith is forming um, a sextile to Circe and a trine to Chiron. So these two are kind of coming up and saying, you know, we have to bring in the divine feminine, we have to bring in 
this creative, um, uh, strong female energy, we have to integrate this into where we're moving forward to this North Node. Okay, so I don't know if, that, if, if you're kind of getting that. Now, Mercury. Mercury, as I said, stations retrograde hours before the uh, new moon at 8 Libra 55. Um, Mercury, as I record this, is um, actually already in shadow. Uh, Mercury, um, well in shadow, because <laughs> as I record this on um, August the 31st, a little bit later than I normally do it, because I was at the ESAR Astrology Conference, which was amazing. Mercury's already in Libra at five degrees. Mercury is going to go retrograde at eight Libra 55, right before this full moon. So again, we've got this kind of shift. We've got this um, turn within and go back and reflect and review. Now, please don't give me all this thing about fearing Mercury retrograde and so on and so forth. Uh, Mercury, when ret planets are retrograde, they are actually closest, closer to us. Uh, Mercury actually forms a nice loop from our perspective, but their influence just um, actually gets stronger. And as a Mercury apparently uh, retraces the degrees from our perspective in the cosmos just from our perspective clearly the planet does not go backwards he's just asking us to go back over some things reflect on them um, yes communications can get a little bit wonky small electrics and things like that and uh, short trips can can go a little bit wonky but I find that that's more often because we're not listening to the retrograde. So Mercury is going retrograde on this uh, full moon pretty much. And we'll go retrograde till October the 2nd when he will station direct 24 Virgo, which is actually opposite the point of Neptune, where Neptune is in this full moon and net where Neptune is now. So we're having Mercury going back and forth, opposing Neptune, the ruler of the full moon and uh, the ruler of Pisces, kind of again saying, really, I'm going to say that this Mercury-Neptune opposition co coinciding with the retrograde and the fact that Mercury will station direct opposing Neptune is saying, um, you, you're not going to know everything. You're never going to go know everything. But we can only create balance and justice and talk about things and reflect things. That's very much Mercury and Libra. Um, and find out information. But then we can accept that we're always getting perspectives. We're never always getting the complete picture. We can ask like 20 points of view and get slight nuances in each. At some point, we have to decide what's the right balance for us with this Mercury. But it is adding confusion to this um, full moon. And the real, um, the real crux of this full moon overall with everything combined with all these aspects and the mystic rectangle and so on and mercury stationing retrograde 
it's kind of letting go of this sureness, letting go of thinking we know everything, which is, I'm Sagittarius stellium. I always think I know, <laughs> but it's really kind of trusting that the universe has our back with this, all this Pisces stellium and saying with Nessus there, saying the book stops here is really kind of saying to me that um, we have to start really trusting that we don't and can't know everything. No one person knows everything everywhere. We kind of have to trust the cycles and to have faith that the universe has our back. All right, so that's a really big message to, uh, to my mind, to trust that the universe has the back. Because we're in this point of chaos, Pisces, where the moon is, is, as I said before, this kind of amniotic fluid. Now, chaos has become a bit of a bad word in our uh, culture, in our world. Uh, but originally, it kind of meant the chaotic matter that was in the universe that was actually became form, became us. So we came from chaos. Many of the creation myths are coming from chaos or coming from the void. Um, even the Big Bang Theory is kind of saying we're quite kind of like created from this big chaotic thing. And then all the atoms finally kind of come together. But they're all working together, really. And this is the real crux of all of this, to have trust that... Um, you know, we have to balance this need for structure and rational things and knowing everything with this chaotic, I know nothing kind of energy. So get used to on this full moon, knowing nothing, being in this um, wonderful cloud of unknowing, to quote a little book that I once read. Uh, because once you can actually step into the cloud of unknowing, and uh, that doesn't mean you don't kind of move around your daily, um, your daily life, you know, doing the little rational nitty gritty bits, but this is the bigger picture. We are in a cloud of unknowing. Um, the the divine is ineffable, unknowable. So not a man, white man on the cloud, according to my point of view. The divine is ineffable. It's all that is. It's both masculine and feminine. It's both mother and father. It's both everything. And we come from that chaos. And this full moon is really about getting kind of comfortable with being in that uncomfortable place of chaos now let's um let's read some of these symbols for this so the sabian symbol according to dane rudyard is in a gigantic tent villagers witness spectacular performance and his keynote is the collective appeal of a well-staged and exciting display of skill and or oratory However, if I go to um, a blog post by Linda Hill, she said that the original um, symbol uh, by Elsie, um, as seen by Elsie Wheeler, the psychic that channeled the symbols, was just a gigantic 
gigantic tent. Now, if you think of the cosmos as a gigantic tent, all right, and really we are all players on a stage in this kind of circus, or what was the, what was he said, this performance, it's all kind of glamour and, um, and we're just seeing kind of in a way um, what we want to see. Now, Mark Edmund Jones said, um, in a huge tent, a famous revivalist conducts his meeting with a spectacular performance. So that kind of indicates the kind of preacher, they, they, um, what's his name, Joel Olstein, kind of putting on this big performance and we're all kind of being kind of a little bit taken in, if you like um by all this great performance and things so this is the um energy of the pisces uh, which often is associated with film movies so on and so forth like that that we are really kind of um, just uh, don't think we know nothing when we're watching this gigantic performance that we're in we're kind of in a Truman show in some ways, you know, we're, we're kind of being putting on this, um, this act as humans and the whole world. Um, we now know in physics that we're all connected to um, the rest of the cosmos, all the form and matter kind of breaks up and comes back together and knocks each other and moves on and so on and so forth. But really, um, Again, this is about getting into that cloud of unknowing and kind of knowing that we're really in this spectacular performance, but um, but kind of knowing that it's a performance. OK, so, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Now, the Chandra symbol is quite beautiful for this. So it's white lilies blooming alone in the shade gifted with deep and subtle qualities that are germinating in the subconscious and coming into their own, transported into inner worlds in order to dream, imagine and conceive from a pure place, disengaged with phenomenal, phenomenal, yes, appearances, staying just apart. Much that goes on here stays under, percolates, percolates timelessly, a special karma to cultivate the mysteries, to be different yet no issue. Deep down in their creative forces work unceasingly and design alternatives for the world to partake in if the world turns that way. So in some ways you could say on this full moon we are kind of creating this new performance if you like we are really getting into the subconscious and trusting and creating and birthing this new paradigm and I, I know I've been saying it for quite some time but I really see that we are starting to get it we are starting to create a much more connected and compassionate world so yay for that so I just wanted to mention, so that was Elias Lonsdale's interpretation of the Chandra symbol. John Sandbach actually channeled the Chandra symbols. 
And he um, calls it, um, he said, there are so many things in this world to confuse and distract us and to cause us to lose our way. He says, this degree has a magical ability to return to a pristine place of clarity, simplicity and beauty. It does this by turning its focus away from all outer discord, which is what the cards were also telling us, and by letting go of goals, agendas and desires. And even though it may at times uh, only be able to do this for a moment, it's enough to imbue any situation with a new peace, a new sense that there is a light that shines beyond the nightmare and which, if we will only be receptive to it, can guide us out of any and all quagmires of darkness. So before I kind of cap, wrap it all up, I want to remind you to subscribe to my channel and check out my website, louiseeddington.com uh, for ways to work with me. Uh, please, if you listen or if you watch it on here, if you also have iTunes, I would really appreciate iTunes reviews, hopefully five star and hopefully written ones. So you can find the podcast on iTunes on your podcast app, app and go and leave it, uh, leave me a review. But to wrap it all up with this, um, with this beautiful, um, magical, but confusing full moon is really, I, I love these words here, okay. It's turning away from outer discord and letting go of goals, agendas and desires and really returning to a place of clarity, simplicity, beauty, creativity and trust and releasing anything that kind of stops you um, managing to return to that beautiful place over and over again okay because we are truly moving into the new paradigm right now so for now it's um goodbye from me i always appreciate your support all of you um i appreciate all my subscribers or my followers um and um have a beautiful beautiful Pisces full moon. Much love.